Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Grivy, here with a brief introduction before today's exciting episode. Everyone, we are nearing the very, very end. This is it of the October Mega Marathon. What an amazing ride it's been. If you did not get all the episodes, you have to go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod to get those last three episodes and finish Halloween strong. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this journey with us. It means the world to us uh, to have your support over on Patreon. It's the best way to help us grow the show. It's also the best way to get your bonus episodes, your Tales from the Crypt miniseries, your feature link commentaries, all kinds of cool stuff we're working on over there to make that worth your time, including we're about to do our stocking stuffer uh, giveaway. So during December, our listeners will pick a movie they would like us to cover. We do a raffle uh, and stuff the stockings with the episodes, right? So it's a really fun time over there. We have a great community growing, um, especially this time of year. We get very sentimental about all our friends over there that help us out. So thank you guys so much again. Patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. Come on, join the fun. Another thing you can do, subscribe to our YouTube, Film Alchemist. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We love engagement. We love sharing. We love metrics. All the good words over there. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us there. We're easy to get a hold of. Let us know. Something else you can do that helps the show. Uh, make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find podcasts, right? Help us defeat the algorithmic puritanical preachers played by old rock stars, right? Help us out, man. Help us beat this algorithm and fill this damn party up to the brim. Also, this time of year, we like to ask our friends, tell your movie-loving friends specifically about what we're working on, right? If you're here, you love movies. That's a, that's a for sure. Let your other movie-loving friends know, and we'll take it from there. So we appreciate all the support this month, guys. We know getting 31 episodes in 31 uh, months is a big ask. It's a lot of work on all of us. But again, we have survived this year. We have conquered once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. The penultimate episode. The day before Halloween. And uh, we get to talk to one of my favorite people on planet Earth. We are joined by the host of Junk Food Cinema, one of the great movie podcasts. Uh, I would just say one of the great podcasts. Brian is a, a friend of mine who uh, we met in college. And now we have aged into uh, the middle part of our lives and our, our ages. And we still get to talk and have fun and hang out. Uh, Brian's a really busy guy. His podcast is very awesome. They also have an amazing Patreon community. You should go join. And so I always really appreciate when Brian, a fellow dad, fellow podcaster, we all have to have jobs, right? We're all busy people, right? I appreciate that he makes his time out uh, time to come over and uh, talk with us when he can. He is just a wonderful guy. Just one of the sharpest, funniest guys I've ever gotten to meet. Uh, kind, generous. He really knows how to carry a conversation um, and accuse you of having mental instabilities that could be a ticking time bomb. And that's just the Brian I know, man. Just a good guy. Just a joke and a medical diagnosis, right? That's who he is. Um, seriously, though, I think this conversation, my face is still hurting from laughing uh, at all the jokes in this conversation. We love Brian. We love junk food cinema. We love you. So we have to bring him on and give you an amazing episode for sure. Without any further ado, make sure you go to junk food cinema and join their Patreon. You'll thank me later. 
Trick or Treat with Brian Salisbury. Everybody, so excited for this night, this day, this October day. Welcome back to the pod, uh, our dear friend, Commander Junk Food himself, Brian Salisbury. Welcome back Ooh. to the pod. Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time. <laughs> this is the steak man coming at you on this fine, fine Rocktober evening. It's the sleepy sensation that's sweeping the nation. And I'm going to give it to you right here, right now. Did you just create your own radio name? Are you the steak man? Yeah, well, I was referred to as Steak Pliskin for a lot of years on. Oh, that's right. I actually did think about this, and I was like, I might go with Boner Pill as my radio DJ name. <laughs> Start your day rock hard. Right, boner, like boner, I did, boner, like... boner Pill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. All right, guys. I'm sure you know by now with the amazing intro. Brian is the uh, the co-host of the Junk Food Cinema podcast over there. Uh, Brian, would you like to introduce people who are silly enough to not know how famous you are uh, <laughs> to where they can find your work and the movie you selected today? I feel like I need to introduce my mom to how famous I am because I don't even <laughs> think she knows, uh, and I don't either, so that's really fascinating. Uh, no, uh, Junk Food Cinema, yes, is a podcast about movies that satisfy, and that's really all that you need to know. Like, there's, We don't discriminate against movies with lowbrow this or low rating that we just love the movies that we love and we love talking about it we love giving you the foods to eat at the end of the experience to really yeah. complement that viewing and this this film that i chose is one that i first saw at a terror tuesday at the uh, alamo draft house on uh 6th street the alamo draft house ritz that no longer exists unfortunately but it is a uh, a very awesome um heavy metal horror film from 1986 called trick or treat very important not trick or treat or tricks and treats which are both yeah. also horror movies this is mm -hmm. trick or treat trick proper or treat. yeah there's a lot of that title unsurprisingly so this one is uh metalhead incel wet dream yeah <laughs> that's a good question yeah there's, it's there's kind like of like four the... movies that are titled trick or treat and i'm just like they're like, just go with it. Just go it's with fine. it. It's fine. Yeah, I just saw Exorcist we'll Believer. I just deal. believe that any movie just gets through, and no one checks anything. <laughs> Can I ask um, you a question about Exorcist Believer real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, are the priests trying to exercise Imagine Dragons? Because that would be a much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I saw that and knew how to do it, I would be performing it right now in my own home, and it'd be great. <laughs> my kids have fallen into the Imagine Dragons trap. Uh <laughs> No, essentially what they're me. doing is um, just letting kids die a bunch. And that, neither here nor there. We don't need to re-yell about Exorcist. <laughs> can't do that again. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about a really good possession movie. Um, a movie ahead of its time. It predicted incels and just <laughs> said that we're the problem and we need to just embrace them for what they are. And then they'll put on a mm. red T-shirt and change. Um, yeah. This movie just unabashedly i just fucking think this movie's incredible like sammy kerr is an amazing monster the setup is kind of this great nostalgia train for me the songs are fucking awesome honestly the thing that really i always forget is how fucking funny this movie is and how great the gags are this movie oh, yeah. really just kind of scratches every itch that i have for this time of year 
Yeah, 100%. I, I think this is a movie that if it is, is not part of your regular Halloween viewing rotation, fucking should be. Uh, it, it, it has that thing that you see in Halloween movies a lot that I've actually never experienced in my real life, which is the high school Halloween dance. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, what the hell? Was That's a, a thing? thing that only exists in movies, I feel. Yeah. I never had a Halloween dance. No, but what a cool idea. Yeah, we're from Indiana, so like our great dancing movie is Footloose, where we're just not allowed to do it <laughs> until Kevin true. Bacon's massive Does dog comes in Does every state have a good dance movie? I don't know. I doubt it. I feel like, like Indiana is probably the only place. Like, do you think like Alabama has like just a great dance movie? No, I think they have a great anti-dance movie. I think well, yeah. I think their version of Footloose is probably like <laughs> the 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 olds win, and that's like. <laughs> It's, it's just like a fucking documentary of like large people racing to the chocolate fondue station. I'm pretty sure the two movies that are most identified with Alabama are Forrest Gump and Birth of a Nation. So, yeah. That's quite the dichotomy. That's a real a mess. That's a wide breadth across the cinematic what a mess. Alabama. What a mess should be their state motto. <laughs> Yeah, it says that, and then there's just a little sign underneath that's full of bullet holes that says, run! There's like three <laughs> states in a row down there. There's just like, what a mess. Still a mess. I don't know. We didn't even try here. Like, that's those should be yeah. the state. Yeah. For sure. Here's your, free, here's your free pine of crickets. Turn back. Run. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, um, the Halloween dance would have been amazing. Like, oh, what a yeah. great opportunity. Um. The other thing this movie has that I love is great rock star cameos. Oh, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne playing the preacher was so fucking funny. It's a great, great piece of casting, and it's so funny that, you know, both Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne have very small cameos in this movie, and yet I remember when this DVD hit, I was in middle school, and I would mm -hmm. see it at Target all the time, and their faces not only are the biggest things on the cover art, but like the cast listing is Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne, and Snoopy <laughs> from Family Ties, I guess. Like the star <laughs> of this movie is third build to two cameos. Like if that is not false advertising, I don't know what is. Yeah. Some hardcore shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I don't know why neither of them was like, hey man, I want to be the rock star. It's kind of funny that they took these other because Gene oh, yeah. Simmons plays the radio host. Luke. In like a shockingly like charming and not a salty version of Gene Simmons, which which kind of caught me off guard. I was like, is was he like acting? Real, it was a real predictor of what Gene Simmons would end up becoming. Like you're like, oh wow, he's like a normal person. You're like, oh wow, that's how he's gonna be like 30 years from now on his own TV show. <laughs> like, there's no there's no irony yeah. here at all. Yeah, it also pre like this movie predicted incels and predicted how all aging rock stars would be relegated to serious XM radio. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, you're in danger! Quick! Like, Who called me? Who's calling? It's like, and, and I think the reason he's not as generally rapey as he is in most movies, yeah, is that he's doing this tribute to Wolfman Jack, who apparently was one yeah. of his idols. So I feel like having to play somebody who is not Gene Simmons as Gene Simmons really helped out. <laughs> He's like, I have to get in the headspace of just not being not me. Yes, was this around the time they uh, took off their makeup for the first time? Like, remember that album they did where they had no? No, makeup? that was the late seventies. That, that was Disco that Kiss. Was late seventies? Oh, yeah, no that shit. was okay. a disco record. Why dude. did I think that was either like mid eighties or early nineties for some reason? Because it know. seems like an act of desperation and a publicity <laughs> stunt that went way way wrong. I don't Nailed know. It. 
Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this, though. I have tickets to see Kiss next month. My kids fucking love Kiss. One, because I'm their dad. I used to be a card-carrying member of the Kiss Army. But two, for whatever sins Kiss has committed, they are now, like, a part of the Scooby-Doo universe. So they just yeah. have entire movies where Gene Simmons and his fucking, like, giant, you know, fucking ant- anthropomorphized tongue are, like, haunting, like, villages and theme parks and shit. And my kids fucking love Kiss. Like, there's a scene where they're on a spaceship battling a witch to, like, love gun. And I was like, what a world we live in that Kiss has been co-opted into Scooby-Doo. It's like the Wiggles, man. Yeah, that tongue definitely wiggles. No, but I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a contrarian on your podcast, but just to save you some oh, wrath worry, on does Twitter. Just to save you some wrath on Twitter, they actually removed their makeup on September 18th, 1983 on okay. MTV. Ah, there we go. So this was just a this was this movie was filmed just 2 years after that. Okay. 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 Now it makes All sense. Right. Mea culpa. My I, fault. I, want, I do want to ask you this, Brian. I, if I if kept, Kiss doesn't apologize, why do I have to? I kept from Griffey before the pod because he mm-hmm. asked me. The guy who um, who plays Sammy Kerr. Yeah. I kept from Griffey what I found out about this guy because I wanted the genuine reaction on the pod because I think it's awesome, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, the guy who plays Sammy Kerr is a guy named Tony Fields. He is not a metalhead. He's not a rocker at all. Most famously known for the being the star of the chorus line film. That is his biggest role on film. Yeah, he was a dancer. He was a professional like professional Broadway dancer. dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? awesome. Yeah, what, dude? <laughs> chorus line. C- chorus he's, line. Honestly, he's fucking amazing in this movie, dude. Like a part of me was racking my brain. I was like, what like awesome 80s metal band have I just forgot? Like, you know how like sometimes you just remember rat with two T's exists. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, that was fun. Like, I, I forgot they were a thing. Yep. Um, and I was like, which of those bands? And did I just forget, like, had a moment and then it was gone? Because he's so the same awesome thing. in I this movie. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this has got to be the dude from Rat or, like, the singer that got kicked out of Poison or something. Yeah. I am missing. And then I looked it up. Yeah, it's just he's some he's just a fucking really now that you mention dancer. it, you can see it with the when he's on top of the basketball hoop like he's air bud. <laughs> And he just like Van Helsing rope swings down and like lands that sick little split leg. Can All right, I, I see it. Can now. I tell you something that's really gonna blow your mind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned Airbud. So this movie yeah. is directed by CMS. And no, I'm not talking about the back end of your WordPress site. I'm talking about <laughs> Charles Martin Smith. This was his directorial debut, probably best known as the the wormy agent that works with Elliot Ness in the in the Untouchables and gets shot in the fucking awesome. head in the elevator. <laughs> awesome. Uh nice. so in addition to Trick or Treat, which, of course, was his directorial debut, and later in life making both of the Dolphin Tail movies, that's right, <laughs> he also was responsible for directing the very first Air Bud movie. Classic. Dude. This guy just knows how to tell a tale. This, this guy knows how to bring it home. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> My kids recently got on the Air Bud kick. Like, they just want to watch anything that has sports in it. And so the other morning I was hung over a shit and watched four Air Bud movies. The wow. it's something that I actually think would merit like a great podcast discussion is explaining the larger implications of the Airbud universe. Can I guess which four you watched? Yeah, if there's okay. more than that, I'm fucking shocked. Oh, they were really running out. Your brain's four. about. I think there's like twelve, dude. Yeah, yeah, got be. because we're, we're, at least, we're at least to double digits. I hate that I know this. I fucking hate that I know. See, this. you're you're a dad too. You know. They, yeah, it's all they good. St- 
my kids have never seen any of them. I've never you seen any of them. You just watch them without your kids. No, Honey, I've never seen boys any in. of them. But somehow I still know this. There's all the Air Bud movies, and then he starts having puppies, like Air Buddies. Yeah, Air and Buddies. The Air Buddies get their own spinoff movies where they start going to space and they shit. Went to space, and like, yeah. It's crazy how many what? of these movies there yeah. are. But I'm going to guess the four that you watched were the original Air Bud, Air Bud Golden Retriever. Yep. Receiver. receiver. Golden Receiver. Golden Receiver. Golden yeah. Retriever is the actual dog name. Golden Receiver. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, Air Bud's Seventh Inning Fetch. Yes. Yes. Airbud World Pup. World Pups. That was the one where I like was sobering up enough to like I was just like laying there like sweating alcohol out or like smelling up the living room around my kids. I was like, like having like a dream of like former uncle traumas or something. And I like woke up because I was just hearing. And then I was like, look at this fucking town where there's like a whole universe where some kids don't get to participate in sports. So the Airbud and all of his puppies who all are on different teams. And then I can't remember who the actor was who played the coach, but you would know him. You saw him character actor. He walks up afterward to shake hands with the other guy. And he's like, we're filing a form of protest about this dog stuff. And I was like, what a fucking universe they're creating that they're adding like legal ramifications to having dogs and British women on your team. Also, awesome. if you were going to do a podcast about the Airbud movies, the name of that podcast is 100% nothing in the rule books. Dude, that's because that's it. literally what they say in every fucking. There's nothing in the rule books that says a dog can't be president or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So for those of you who are not uh, on the junk food cinema Patreon, which you definitely should be, if you're ever like on a call with Brian or just listen to him, this is his secret superpower: is naming and creating fictional podcasts that he will never have time to do. Yes, this is correct. <laughs> I am the world's lamest X Man. All right. <laughs> within the Airbud within the Airbud series, there are fourteen films connect, oh connected in the God. universe, which yeah. includes Airbud, um, Air Buddies, and Santa Paws, which I didn't know was part of that. I so. didn't know that was part of Airbud either. I've seen that one too. Then there you go. But back to uh, Broadway guys playing heavy metal dudes. Just the Venn diagram them. actually seems closer than yeah, it, it should now that I think about it. But Brian, what about Sammy Kerr? just immediately worked for you when you saw this movie the first time well i mean he's a great villain but what this movie really is i'm a big fan of weird compartmentalized subgenres and horror mm -hmm. and one of my favorites is the heavy metal panic where oh, yeah. you have all these like charles martin smith if you think about his character from the untouchables is the absolute perfect person to do a movie where <laughs> heavy metal is out to kill us all. Yeah. Because it's so much the parental panic of that time. Yeah. And it's a movie about a essentially a dangerous loner who's a big metalhead, uh, played by, uh, what's his name, Mark Price from Family Ties, fucking Skippy from Family Ties, as this kid ragman. Now, I'm going to stop right here. Is there any <laughs> chance in hell that that nickname, the story behind it, isn't disgusting? No. No. <laughs> okay. No. Good. We're all on the same page. He like, opened no his way... gym locker and like this perfectly fucking structurally sound with no give towel fell out. Yeah. I, and it shattered into a thousand pieces and I was like, <laughs> Ragman. That or it's some male version of the opening scene from Carrie. I don't know. The point is. <laughs> oh, he got the drips, dude. <laughs> the point is he's called Ragman and I don't yeah. think that that was a self-imposed nickname. We'll just leave it at that. But literally the idea that playing a record backwards can summon 
a rock oh, yeah. star who has recently passed on, has made a deal with the devil to come back. Like It is literally everything that your parents are afraid of and yet has just enough self-awareness to do things like we mentioned, have Ozzy Osbourne cast as a fundamentalist preacher on the crusade against heavy metal. So it's a little bit of a weird, yeah. but at the same time playing so much into that panic. And there were so many movies like, like Black Roses is another great example of this. Yeah. Uh, you have like uh, rock and roll nightmare. Like, th there's a whole subgenre of horror movies about heavy metal and how it's it's somehow inherently evil. And I kind of love that. Uh, I also, by the way, as soon as I saw this movie at Terror Tuesday, had to go home. And I think at the time, probably still using LimeWire or some shit, had to get <laughs> the entire soundtrack by Fastway because oh good God, does it rip and slap at the same it fucking time? Fucking rules. Oh yeah. It's it's just like this extra thing in the movie that you're like, it doesn't really matter what Sammy Kerr's music sounds like. And then you hear it and you're like, oh, my God. Because I had to look that up, too. I was like, did Fastway have a moment? Nope. Nope. No, and I was like, what was a fucking travesty. Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, Pete Way yeah. of UFO, and uh, Dave King from Flogging Molly. Like, I'm not even Ridiculous an academic. Lineup. I'm not Come an on, academic man. when it comes to rock music, and even I know who all those people are, so it's kind of like the traveling Wilburys of heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The traveling by ourselves Wilburys. Yes. The traveling so, alone berries. So dope, <laughs> I liked the. I do like that. I love that rock and roll panic subgenre it is oh, like yeah. this whole the whole notion of like I, so there that's like the first news report there like when they find out that when uh, he finds out that he went up in a fire they're like showing footage of him biting the head off a snake and drinking blood and shit and i was like rock and roll is the real problem like that guy just ate a snake on stage that is more problematic than the music he's making, guys. That's the music that is, inspires. But no, the thing. music. <laughs> Let's talk no, about the this music. whole satanic panic thing because this was like a real. Because I went through this, I w I was a real heavy metal kid. I don't know if either of you were like heavy metal guys, but this uh, was like a name real the least ordeal. surprising revelation on this podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, you got me. You know, you me busted well. me red hand. <laughs> no, but like it's funny now because you look back and like now dad rock is Slipknot and Corn and Limp Biscuit. And you sad? hear the music from this sad? movie and it it's so it's fucking just like wimpy yeah. by comparison. But I mean, I because I remember, you know, the period where every parent was like, hey, have you ever played Doom or own a Marilyn Manson CD? We must destroy it. And it's kind of funny because this movie really is putting you in that, hey, remember a time before school shooters where we could just watch a movie and hope that this guy got his revenge on other high school students is like a fun romp? Yeah, there's no mass shootings in this movie, just mass guitar electrocutions. Just yeah. straight up guitar electrocutions. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, dude, they're about to poke that dude's face in half with whatever that fucking thing is. That was just another. It took me back to like, remember when we just have shop class and I had a teacher named mr springs that would just read mad magazine like he was like a brand like a, a brand sentient puppet and yeah he had this curly hair his name was mr springs and he would just read mad magazine and not watch us using power tools and saws yeah. all day shop no class no 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 no, no. Like, awesome i, I don't believe like for a second 
that Mr. Springs was not a trauma-induced creation of your fractured <laughs> psyche. Mr. Springs, really? Mr. Springs, dude. That's that was real our person. real name. There's no way that's a real guy. Griffey, is, uh, is Mr. Springs guy. here with us yeah, right now? No, guys, right I'm here. not Mr. Springs. I'm not Mr. Springs. Do you Mr. see Springs. him on the Zoom? I'm not Mr. Springs. <laughs> no, it's Mr. No, Springs. No, I swear to God, this was a real guy who I think was divorced, and like it all adds up when you think about it. He was from Dublin. He was Mr. Irish Springs. He was just a bar <laughs> soap that Griffey talked to. He's just some IRA guy <laughs> undercover in I Indiana. How d- by the way, Griffey, how dare you call this music wimpy? Because as we all know, there are no wimps and no false metal in this fucking That's movie. right. You fucking pizzer. That's how he gets Sammy Kerr to... Sammy Kerr's like, I could just win. My tape can play forever. And he's like, you're a pizzer. And he's like, that's it. That's it. Daddy's coming to lay the smack down. Uh, no, I mean, I love this era of music, but it is funny to think back at like how fucking scary bands like Poison were. To oh our parents. God, yeah. And it's oh funny because they even have Sammy Kerr like battling with the Senate, right? Exactly like D. Snyder of Twisted Sister did. Probably so I feel like the movie's accident. really in on that joke, which I, I loved about it too. You can't and Ozzy like shockingly man. like is pretty good. Right? He's like, What what is this? You know, do it like a dog. Well, I'll drop like I just I thought it was really like a great like wink to the audience. Like which also kind of felt like a scene from Spinal Tap. Like smell the yes. glow. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Spinal Tap. All right, if we're doing that right now, that is the greatest movie about a rock band of all time, and it's not close. It's Spinal Tap. It goes Tap. to 11 for sure. It's the best one. But, yeah, I just – I think this movie – one of the things that I, I had lost, right, because I kind of remembered the – I'm like, all right, there's this weird, like, uncomfortable school shooter vibe. Yeah. I was like, all right, it's got, you know, this kind of big rock star at the center. The fucking gags in this movie are oh, yeah. fucking incredible. Dude. The kills in the set pieces are so fucking good and yeah. awesome and funny in this movie. I'm pretty sure there's a cameo in this movie, not just from Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne, but from the Cheddar Goblin as well. Yeah. Dude. Like, Holy okay. shit. Wait a second. So let's let's pause on this beat. Brian, go ahead. I'd like to elaborate on this exact point. <laughs> so speaking of problematic, okay, I do love <laughs> the effects in this movie. I love the kills in this movie. I love the completely ill-defined powers that the devil gave to Sammy Kerr. <laughs> The one scene in this movie that if we are to believe that Sammy is responsible for all of these like attacks and kills and everything, there's a scene where he apparently takes the form of the green black cauldron smoke and yes. uh, full on molests an underage girl in the backseat of her car. Yeah, he does like, to... a to- a t- like a WWE tag team maneuver to the bully of the movie. He's like, like I got it from here. You know the hands that beckon cartoon characters when, like, a pie yeah. is cooling on a windowsill? Exactly what it is, by the way. It's that. Precisely. But it's that, but those hands are going to third base, like, yeah, essentially yeah. is what's happening here. And then she looks up after, like, experiencing this intense erotic pleasure. She looks up, and there's just a puppet just, like, growling yeah. at her face. And then from there we cut, and her boyfriend is taking the headphones off of her, and it's, like, peeling goo away from her head. It's a really awesome. gnarly effect, but it's like, so awesome. where did that goblin go, and what the fuck was that? Because we never see it again. We never see it associated with Sammy Kerr. It's just a puppet for puppet's sake. Dude, that I, is a sin puppet, Brian. You know where I, that puppet came from. You know I where that I legitimately thought from. we were going to get, like, another... I thought that was like, oh, is that like the monster of the movie? You like, thought it was right? going to be like the gate, like once they came yeah, out of the. Well, I mean, I didn't. I mean, it's my first time. Like, I didn't know. Like, I mean, I that like, is where it came from. I was like, I it's guess true. we're doing this. That's cool. Uh, like, I by the way, cool. 
another heavy metal panic movie, The Gate. Yeah. Like, that's another great example of it. God, dude. Just like a guy who you can tell is going to be, like, an unloved accountant in 20 years. He gets one vest, and everyone in the movie's like, that kid's trouble. He's got a vest with a patch on. No, and and you're right, Griffey. It is a sin puppet. I actually use a sin puppet in therapy. I gave it a name. I call it Mr. Spring. Don't you. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to find him. I don't know that he's still alive. I keep him. Mr. Springs. Here we go. (laughs) Went back home. How fucking wild is it going to be if that's true? Like, if I just fucking drink myself stupid one night and I I dissociate again? I come to Brian's house and he's like, why are he just wakes up all groggy? What's that sound? It's just like fucking arts and crafts all over his house. It just reminds me, and I can't believe I'm bringing this up, but there is an old Mystery Science Theater short that they make fun of. And it's uh, called, I think it's called Mr. Spring or No Springs or something. It's basically this elf. It's one of those, like, you know, some idiots like, oh, springs are stupid. I don't even know why we have them. And it's like, well, then I'll show you. It's like it's a wonderful spring. I'll show you a world where springs never exist. It's so stupid. And the main character, every time, like, he tries to hit the brakes on his car or something, it doesn't work. He's like, no springs. And I'm just starting to think that maybe that's the genesis of Mr. Springs. The genesis was his parents loved him and made a man out of him. He was a real teacher. He was, he was really not a metalhead, so he was out getting girls honest, and making really babies. starting to sound like a yeah. cry for help, Griff. Yeah. Like, I feel I'm bad not, for you now. I'm not. I don't need help. Everything's good. You're going to wind up good. on Brian's doorstep, like, sweating. Like, Mr. Springs, are you That's here? Just, <laughs> it's okay. Tra- we're going to find you traversing on Brian's the front nation. Porch. I'm whittling one of those little race cars that you put a CO2 pop in. Dude, That's as it. Fastway would say, it's okay. Just stand up and shout. Stand up and let it out. <laughs> Think, this uh, is gonna Steel make Dra- a hell of a Netflix documentary. This is gonna oh. be the opening, just the three of us talking like no, no, and then it's just gonna cut to the mugshot and like all these broken fucking legs of chairs and shit. It'll <laughs> be like they knew. They caught I him. Just totally you're so right, Andy. You know, I just <laughs> conflated Fastway with fucking Steel Dragons. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Take my metalhead card right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Steel Dragon ran ran deep, all right? I don't think Steel Dragon <laughs> ever had access to metal cards to hand out. I uh, think you're Black okay. Babylon was also pretty good as far as the tribute band goes, but, you know. That's fair. That's Although, fair. you know, <laughs> that, again, didn't have the Bobby Beard's lapels right, but whatever, it's okay. They did. I, have a, I do have a question. So when he sees Sammy Kerr and he's having, like, his hell nightmares, yeah, he has, like, this hell wet dream. Does the movie tell us that Sammy Kerr like lit some cultist and a, a prostitute on fire, yeah, and that's like how this started? People in the room with him. <laughs> okay, hold on. Just before we get into that, so I wanted to look up the actual lyrics to Fastway Stand Up so I could differentiate it in my head. And Google is a fucking liar because this is what Google says the lyrics to Stand Up song by Fastway. It even says here. When I move, you move just like that. When I move, no. you move. Ju- that's fucking ludicrous as stand up, Luda. Oh yeah, that's Lou, bitch. I don't know. Is, is Luda a time jumping Sammy Kerr? Dude, Dude, what if this movie had Ludacris instead of Sammy Kerr? <laughs> I just, hell yeah, hey DJ, bring that back. Doesn't really sound like Sammy Kerr. I don't know. It could be metal. <laughs> hey DJ, bring it back. Don't be scurred is literally written here phonetically in the lyrics. I'm not putting any spin on that whatsoever. This is not Fastway. You may be the first person who's ever Googled Fastway lyrics and Google's just making it up on the fly. The Google AI is like, (laughs) launching nuclear missiles now. I may have just cracked the code. I broke the internet. You did. 
I'm just yeah. saying Move Bitch is not the worst song uh, in the car where he just recreationally takes over like five vehicles to run people over. Dude. It's not the what worst. fucking scene, man. God damn it. Fuck, uh, I'm going to listen to Ludacris now. This era, <laughs> this era, well, like I was even thinking about stuff that happens in, in uh, Trick or Treat because like mm-hmm. we watched horror movie, movies yeah. in this era were so stunt heavy. Like, yeah. oh, I yeah. really fucking dig that about the horror movies from like the mid to late 80s. Dude, I was watching Halloween 4 with the kids today. I forgot oh, yeah. that Michael Myers was just, like, surfing on top of that truck, oh, yeah. throwing people out. I was like, this just visually is awesome to me. I remember the ambulance <laughs> flip in that movie being pretty dope as well. Dude, at the beginning. that's right. Friday the 13th always had a bunch of st- Like, the, the famous one is when they just fucking roll that wheelchair dude down that, like, shockingly huge amount of stairs in the movie. Dude, I remember, even as a young kid, I was like, this is really, like, <laughs> getting under my skin. <laughs> in part six jason lives they launch an rv off a fucking tribuchet and just roll that motherfucker down the street it's amazing yeah no this one has a a lot of that going on which was pretty good they they just have because the 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 effects and makeup are great like the the scene where he was burning and his face is coming off that's all good i thought the uh god what's the fucking moment oh the one that fucking killed me was when they shot they shoot sammy with the taser Mm -hmm. and he's like oh like clearly he likes it then he's just and he sends that extra bit of juice through the wires and it just cuts back to smoking cop boots so i was like because that that's one of those things a lot of people can do the gooey effects and this and that when you can make that dumb gag work like we know for a fact that cop is going to be just empty shoes and smoke sure they fucking nail that moment and i think those are the ones that are really hard to land i thought that sound effect after he was um like yeah, groping the teenager in the car who was listening to his music. That sound was he did the same like that screaming noise. Let's not like, forget that is a yelp of sexual pleasure. It was supposed sure. to be the bully that listened to that tape. Like that could have been him in his garage pumping twenties. I'm gonna whip that kid's ass. And then the green hands come out to just like have at tear him. Sh- t- tear his shorts down. Like, do we think that if it had been the bully the green, wearing it that Sammy do you changes think the black his methodology? Mist was sentient, like understood who they had with them. I think it was Sammy. I, I feel like yeah. at least this movie is equal opportunity in its sexual yeah. assault because <laughs> this movie starts with a montage of how Ragman is ragged on, and they literally like commit a <laughs> a heinous Me Too moment of throwing True. him naked into the girls' yeah, wow. volleyball practice. And like, they have a the camera fuck? ready for it. That Dude. my dear friend Ross and Marshall Thurber specifically stole. For Central Intelligence. You know what's funny? Ragman did it first before The Rock. You know what's funny? funny? I actually wrote that down in my notes while watching this. It was like, this is literally from Central Intelligence. Yeah. He must and that seems like it seems like a name that Vince maybe pitched to The Rock before he was The Rock. Like, uh, how about we call you The Ragman? <laughs> what like, do I what, do? Like, what's my rags. gimmick? What's uh, my thing? You throw oily rags inside these small arenas. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> never mind. No, no, that's, that's, <laughs> what's, what's the year? 1991? Now that Brian, that's, that's what replay per view your other wrestling podcast should someday do is just like micro bits for Patreons where you just go through the worst fucking gimmicks ever. I will share with you something that happened regarding replay per view the other day that is like my Mr. Springs moment. I'm not sure of the reality of it. Uh, I, I woke up yesterday <laughs> to a text message that was sent at like 3 a.m. And I woke up and it was Cargill texting me saying, hey, could I do replay per view with you guys at some point? What? 
and I texted back, you know if you're a pod person, you have to tell me. It's the law. <laughs> like, I I didn't even know that Cargill knew that that podcast existed outside of me plugging it on junk food. <laughs> and I don't know. What, he's never mentioned an interest in wrestling before, ever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and it wasn't even like, hey, I'm going to be on the show. It's He's like asking me if he can. I'm just like, yeah, of course you can. But I guess my question is, what, why do you want to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> surreal. Someone somewhere has a contract in an inbox, and he needs some cred. He needs to get some of that heat on him. <laughs> I think it has. I think it may be the Iron Claw trailer has got him in like a wrestling oh, style. There you That's go. The only thing I can think of. But yeah, dude, I was like, yeah, dude, of course. Let's let's fucking that do was, it. That was that movie's gonna be sad as shit. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Oh, yeah. gonna, spoilers it, for everyone who's gonna go to that movie. It's gonna be an Iron Man match between me and my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose. You're yeah, gonna, gonna lose. lose a lot. I am definitely, definitely gonna lose. Dude, that's awesome. I what is off the top of your head, what do you think the worst gimmick that you can just pull right out of your head is? Uh I mean, anything involving race generally is pretty terrible when Vince yes. is in charge. Like a the, lot the, of that. The head that. shrinkers is a pretty heinous example of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I think one of those guys ended up being like guys. Rikishi later on, and it's yeah. like Rikishi's a fine gimmick. He's, you know, a dude with a giant ass, fine, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I believe he was either <laughs> one of the head shrinkers or one of the, like, islanders or something. And it was just, like, they would just come to the ring and be completely unintelligible. And I'm like, dude, what the what the actual yeah. fucking fuck is going on here right now? They used to have so many weird, like, when we were kids, I can't remember what it's called, like, WWE In Your House. And we would watch it early on weekend mornings in my grandma's house in this little TV while she would make breakfast. And that's not they, what it was called when we were kids, by the way. It was WWF in your house. So this whole F, pretending right. that the F never existed, really. Like, they that's do it right. on their network all the time. Like, they'll go so far as to, like, blur out certain, they like, brainwashed me. aprons and shit. Like, oh, it was never WWF. Bitch, yes, it was until you pissed off the Wildlife fe Federation. That's like, what, Sons of By the way, that's a documentary they should make is how WWF lost a fight to the Wildlife Federation. Yeah, that's a, that's a worthwhile 30 for 30 right there. Yeah, that's I mean, a 30 for 30 for not sure. Not to go alliteration here, but they got perfect plexed by pandas and uh, <laughs> had to change their I name. that little logo. Dude. It's really fucked up. Okay, so we've set precedent that I do forget important details of my childhood. Okay. Yes. Evidence A, we'll put that away. No, but we used to watch it, and I just remember being like, so does everyone just have a job they hate, and then they show up at wrestling to fight other people who hate their job? It's just know. like so many weird occupation gimmicks. Ask Dumpster Drozzy or yeah. fucking uh, well Isaac Yankum DDS. Isaac, oh. That was like a classically bad one. But then he became Kane, who was cool as shit. And then he became a monster in the Senate. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kane's like, you thought I was trouble in hell in the cell. Oh, wait till you see my next match. Kane v. Roe v. Wade. <laughs> fuck, Kane, fuck Kane. I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck that Kane guy. v. Democracy. Kane, Kane, Kane v. Civil Rights. Yeah. It's Kane versus American Freedom in a casket match this fall. <laughs> Tune in. It's going to be intense. <laughs> you see a big dude at, like trying to knock into the Capitol doors on January 6th. You cheer JR. That's got to be Kane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's McConnell? I want McConnell. Just like, like that cage door, he just pulls the like capital door off the hinges and throws it aside. Yeah, Trump's just running around like Paul Bear. Yes! Gotta be honest, I really want to see yes! this happen now. Like that would really make Congress. That would make that show the circus like even more exciting. 
I assume that's what See No Evil is about. I've never seen <laughs> a horror movie that Glenn Jacobs got to star in, but uh, it's just him. It's a documentary about him visiting states that don't have anything but country white people. He's like, nope, all good, love it. <laughs> Next time, it's him, and then John Fetterman bun, bum rushes him like right when oh. he bursts through the doors. John that's, that's a politician. Now, that's a fucking cage heart. match inside yeah. the Capitol. I'd watch the basketball and hoodies to work. Like that's a man after my own heart. Yeah, Fetterman like KO out of nowhere. Fetterman smash. Love the whole it. Thing, I mean, man. I will say, as wild as this movie is, the fact that it, just in the past couple months we have hoodie and sweatpants on the floor of the Senate versus lady who is vaping and jerking off her <laughs> not husband at a live performance of Beetlejuice. Like, the news is getting pretty good again. Like, I'll turn into this season of the news. It's getting interesting. I've been out for a while. It's almost as good as a possessed acetate record that somehow... This movie's cool. Nice Don't segue. get me wrong. You're welcome. If you are that jerking a, a off someone segue. who's not your fucking husband at a Beetlejuice <laughs> show while you're ripping vapes, that, that should like be a, a movie. That a story. Yeah. <laughs> like, what were you doing there? <laughs> All right. All right. Me and Lauren... We met on a very reputable website. <laughs> Chris Loose Springs. Yeah, Loose Springs. We met Mr. on LooseSprings.com. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfectly reputable what we were doing there. Would I maybe party with her now? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just slightly diverting here. Can I talk about my other favorite gag in this movie? <laughs> Absolutely. Please, Please save us. Please save us, podcast. So, Sammy Kerr has like essentially the powers of the killer from Wes Craven's Shocker, uh, yes. which is fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is funny because he's also thwarted by electricity at certain points mm -hmm. in this movie. So you'd think a guy whose power is electricity would that would also not be his weakness. But whatever. Again, ill-defined rules. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but at one point, you know, he rips his claws across the TV when Ozzy Osbourne is talking about a crusade against oh, heavy yeah. metal. And you know, like Ozzy's like, oh, like he's been scratched. And then, like, if you listen later, they talk about how he was he died of an aneurysm, and everyone suspects foul play. Yeah. But the very like two or three scenes later, there's another broadcast of another like evangelical talking about their crusade against heavy metal. This old the woman. Lady? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Sammy Kerr reaches through the TV and pulls out her charred corpse. Charred corpse. And then just throws it on Roger, who's like the nerdy best friend, throws it on Roger's floor and walks out. And then we see Roger having to vacuum up her remains okay. from the living room. Rug. The vacuuming God, had me fucking that rolling laughing. Because the fact that he pulls out like a little like leftover prop from the X-Files that was this old lady. I was like, all right, that's pretty fucking hilarious. When he was vacuuming that shit up, A plus. Because he's just like, yeah, I'll play a tape. It's fine. We got a deal. Don't do that to me. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, we th if you think about it, Roger is kind of the hero of this movie yeah. because, A, he is absolutely the stand-in for Charles Martin Smith. He even looks like Charles Martin Smith. Right. And he was never in another movie. Like, this is the only movie that not? actor Glenn Morgan was wow. ever in. But he is not like Ragman who's like, I'm going to use this power to get back at everyone who, who was mean to me. Nail them all. Nail them all. And then it's like a monkey paw thing. Like, oh, wait, not everybody. It turns out killing is bad. I just learned this. There's uh, a chance I could get a hand job now. Let's pull it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, while she's vaping. But yeah. Roger, <laughs> Roger wants nothing to do with this. He doesn't know anything about heavy metal. Sammy Kerr just shows up in his house and says, basically, if you don't play this tape at the dance, I'm going to kill you. And the whole time, 
he's tortured by this choice. Mm-hmm. He's tortured by what he has to do. And then he, like, tries to make amends when it goes wrong. He, like, feels all this, like, pressing guilt. And he plays it really well of, like, what have I done? And I need to make amends for this. Like, he has a much more complicated character arc than the hero of this movie. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, how about just when he starts and, like, the weirdest 80s character ever? He's like, hey, man, I feel like your cage is rattled. That's cool. If you ever want to talk about your emotions, come find me. And you're like, yeah. what is this guy in Who's the 80s? Like, where did those guys? You know, if, if you ever want to like have a, a normal great friend. If you want to have a conversation about your emotions, that's not just you quoting Cinderella lyrics at me. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, what skid life said 18 to life, and I knew it was about me. I, I knew it was about me. Yes, while I'd love to sit here and listen to your striker lyrics and how they relate to you, I have to go. <laughs> That is like I know about fucking cherry pie. I get it. I know what the true, joke is. That's a true Ooh. friend who's willing to sit there and let you wax poetic on uh, on rat. I, have, I feel like I have a lot of respect. The wasp front man would just like not give you the time of day, right? Yeah, oh, that's true. Like, what a little piece of shit. Fucking wasp. <laughs> Fuck you, wasp. Fuck wasp. I'm saying it right here and now. I loved when I'd be getting hammered on the Sunset Strip and you'd see like the leftovers of one of these old '80s hair metal guys. And they were just walking around like they were in like a VR simulation, like it could happen again, right? And we're like, no, no, no. That's like <laughs> probably so the be- that's probably the only beneficial thing about being anywhere near that area is just yeah, those kinds of guys who are just like, wow, that's how they used to make people. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, <laughs> cigarettes are way less damaging nowadays, apparently. <laughs> Like, by a lot. (laughs) By a lot. Yeah, I think my other favorite thing about this movie is it kind of feels like the deranged flip side of what happens in Last Action Hero, where you have a character who is kind of a a social loner who is obsessed with a a personage on another plane of existence. In this case, uh, he's dead, but of course, in Last Action Hero, he's fictional. And then he's given a magic ticket, in this case, a record that when he plays backwards, (laughs) brings that character into his plane of existence. And, you know, in the case of Trick or Treat, goes horribly wrong. And I just feel like this is the the other side of that Last Action Hero coin. Yeah, the Last Action Heroes for, like, the kids who still thought they could make JV. Right. You know what I mean? This yeah, is for that other segment of kids. Anyone who not... was ever in Wasp. Exactly, yes. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Did you ever get busted just, like, carrying a switchblade around? Trick or Treat. Dude, you know this I mean? is all reminding me. That you said something about dad metal being like corn and Limp biscuit, and it's so yeah. sad that that's true. But I remember when I was in middle school, a buddy of mine had a very Christian mom who he snuck and bought a Limp biscuit album, oh, and yeah. she made she found out about it and made him break it in front of her. Yeah, I had friends like that too. I'm just like, how about just throw it away? What is this weird scarlet letter fucking crucible bullshit like? Just yeah. throw it away. What the fuck? I got in trouble for having a Puff Daddy record. I had to give it away. So <laughs> my brother actually got suspended from school. He was one of the first kids to be running an illegal CD operation. Because, of oh, course, nice. everything that the Griffies do has to reach criminality at some point. Classic. But he was selling Lil Troy albums. I don't know if you remember his one song is the I Want to Be a Baller Shot Collar. Oh, sure. 20-inch sure, sure, Blades sure. on my Impala. Okay, I didn't know that was him. We had no idea what any of that shit meant. We just heard it and we're like, nice. And my brother had sold like a hundred of these CDs and like started like a damn near 
Griffey dies tonight, like at our school. Yeah. Where Griffey's gonna, brother, like, by the way, down. was Sean Fanning. That's the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he owes Lil Troy like tens of dollars for all that money he was stealing. He used to have his own little playground gang called the Chunkies. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole but do you do you remember when they were like going after 12 year olds with like multi-million dollar lawsuits yeah. and it's oh, like yes. you win drummer from metallica this child is gonna have to pay you remember a million. How so rapidly uncool metallica became because this is oh, like yeah. the saddest this is like conversely what we were talking about like seeing gene simmons do that and you're like that's how he was how he became but like metallica became so uncool so quickly yeah. because they just like like hey man give me my fucking money it's like dude we spent 80 bucks to get to your goddamn show like you put on you a know, show i'm getting your dvd i'm getting your cd for you free. know what the worst part about that was because there were like three things that hit all at once that took us off guard they cut the hair they yeah. came after fans for downloading music that if it was metallica fans they for sure had already paid for and then they did that fucking mission impossible 2 music video with yeah. mission impossible 3 2 no it, it was for 2 it was for number 2 it was for 2 and <laughs> They were we on the same now. soundtrack as Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit, So there you go. Full circle yeah. moment. There are some, I, I will defend a little bit. There are some of those weird, like, way too full of new metal movie soundtracks that are insanely good somehow. Sure. Man. That was not one of them. <laughs> no, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> I mean, new metal, by and large, is absolute trash, but it's my kind of absolute trash. Right. It's like if you grew up, like, you know, I don't know if they still even make spam, but it was just something I ate a lot yeah. as a kid, and so I still like it every now I'm and again. Sure that for, I'm pretty sure that first Godsmack CD is titled Songs to Fuck Your Goth Girl in a Cemetery to. <laughs> I'm looking this up. I mean, right I, I was trying. Was fucking awesome. I was fucking trying my best. Dude, I'm the center on our basketball team got that tattoo around his stomach, and I was like, of course. That's not going to age well. It's just a tribal tattoo. They literally, it's, it's on like a CD song. like it's theirs. <laughs> it's like, that's Dave Batista's belly button. Like, you don't yeah. own that. What I am so lucky because I went to the parlor. I called a tattoo guy. Me and some of the guys on the wrestling team had set up to get tribal armband tattoos. And I shit you not, I showed up to my appointment with cash and I had brought $15 because <laughs> I thought that's how much a tattoo would cost. And the guy's like, are you fucking out of your mind? And I was like, well, how much is it? He's like, that's going to be like a minimum of like 500 bucks. And I was like, oh, well, fuck you. And I left. Otherwise, I would be covered in the Godsmack cover art right now. That's, dodged that, a that's divine intervention if yeah, I've ever dodged heard. a fucking bullet. <laughs> you know, I dodged a bullet the way Sammy should have dodged the toilet <laughs> and did it. One of my yes. other favorite things in this movie. There is more <laughs> toilet play in this movie than at a weekend at Stallone's house. Like, it is just, <laughs> it is fucking crazy how long that that goes on. And then to pull him back as he's starting to get away, she flushes it, which in apparently causes so much suction that it pulls. <gasps> is it an airplane toilet? Because it's the longest <laughs> toilet I've ever seen in a school. Amazing. <laughs> like, that super high flow. It's just such like a nod that they know exactly the that movie before, that we're watching in one. That was before they let you select the flow before they put in the two flow toilets in the houses. Well, there's a that there's a third like, button that just has Sammy Kerr's face on it. There's like one for pee, <laughs> one for poop, and then just one has Sammy Kerr's face on it. That's when you really got to get pee, something down. Two's for poop, three's for any bad stuff. Any bad anything, stuff. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Villainous is gonna just ruin your day. 
yeah this is this is all true and yeah that scene is hilarious uh but speaking of sammy kerr's face i don't know if you guys noticed this and i went to the the herald of all things movie news the imdaba yeah. trivia and the goof section which of course is where the most sane people live and i i did not see this listed but at one point when he's rocking out at this once again halloween high school dance so uh cool. he does like this really cool t- one of the great things about uh the casting of sammy kerr is that tony fields is able to pull off all these great physical big movements and he does a thing where he like jumps up and spins in the air and then comes down on one knee with the microphone but if you look very carefully you will see a huge chunk of his burn makeup just fly out and hit the microphone (laughs) it just comes completely off awesome i thought you were gonna say a chunk of his knee like swayze doing that jump and dirty (laughs) dancing no that's what would happen if i tried to pull off that move no oh dude I'm I'm one I I just want Sammy to get in shape enough all, once yeah. to like shock people with a dance and then that's it then I'll retire. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's my that's goes. my last move. Yeah, I he's so fucking good as Sammy Kerr. He's oh, so yeah. fucking good. Another thing I love is that I we haven't talked a lot about the white bully right who's kind of got that like Anakin as he's killing younglings look going. I love that at one point they just introduced this motif that. Uh, Eddie, our main metalhead, just Chris Pratt's him like four times where he just sticks his hand out like he's a velociraptor. And the guys are, hey, man, fuck off. And he just gets scared and runs away. And then at the end, they're like, just in case you're like, you know what? This guy did melt his girlfriend, tried to have the black cauldron jerk him off. Maybe the bully's not so bad, right? Because he caught him fire extinguishing the teachers, which was funny. They're just like, you know, we should just add in, like, one more sexual assault right at the end of the movie. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Ragman tries to pull off a Fulci kill with the help of Sammy Kerr on this dude in Shop Class. I mean, Mr. Springs Springs was not paying attention, and someone almost died in his class. I mean, that was his his way. That was his way. He wanted us (laughs) to find our own way through the woods. You're making a really strong case for him not being real. I'm, I'm just fucking saying. telling you his name was Ian Springs. Ian I, Springs. Are you sure it wasn't Ian? Ian uh, Springs. No, it, it was not minute. like that douche on NFL TV who says his name is Ion. Speak, we're, we're just, stepping back from the bulletin board and adding one extra loop. It's I am Springs. <laughs> Don't oh, you fucking shit. dare. God there damn it, it Ryan. I should have known. This is this is the problem. You you're having a psychotic break on this episode. The, the problem is, is, is that I'm an honest man having a up. conversation with a clever a cleverer than me devil named Brian. That's the, the only problem. thing. The only thing that's saving you is the fact that if you were having a psychotic break, you were the kind of person that would one thousand percent just tell us you were having. Yeah. A psychotic break. <laughs> I think the true. bigger question is, Griffey, you say you're having a conversation with us, but are you? Don't do, do you, that. Do you remember? Do, do you remember Bob DeStepolo from Gross Point Blank? The like, <laughs> the like overly like the former wrestler who's like way yeah. too into coke and thinks him, him and Martin have an issue. Yeah. That was the vibe I was getting from this bully, especially when he shows up at <laughs> Ragman's house and is like, "Look, whatever witchy stuff you're doing," and is like, is thwarted by pumpkin flames getting a little bit higher, and is like, "Oh fuck, I can't touch you now." Bro. But it yeah. just <laughs> big Bob DeStepolo energy. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying if, if I was peeing and through the window saw this tape doing that to another person, I'd walk away. I'd leave it alone. Oh, yeah. Maybe my bullying career would be over. You wouldn't keep the tape? Yeah. You wouldn't keep <laughs> it with <laughs> he does? Well, no, because that piece of shit sets up his best friend because the guy's like, what's on the tape anyways? He's like, it's pretty fucking rad. And it's like, tell him it's a fucking murder rape tape. 
Like, hey, do you want a goblin to jump out of the end of your penis and murder you? No, melt the fucking tape. But instead, he's like, it's pretty awesome what the tape does. And it's like, all right, buddy. All right, bring it back, Casey Kasem. Let's not fucking oversell this. He, maybe he's just really into the music. So I'm starting to, as we're talking about this, I'm starting to realize that Mandy is sort of the coming of age of this type of movie. Like, Mandy is trick-or-treat in its 40s. Like, if Judd Apatow wrote <laughs> trick-or-treat, it would be Mandy. <laughs> That's an interesting take. I like I can see that because it's like we're evolving now. We're reading books like grownups. Yeah. And the books are still fucking crazy yeah. and satanic and weird, and that inspires people to form satanic cults. But they travel as families, so they're yeah. uniting. They're they're learning how to be a community, and it's just like oh, it's literally just trick or treat growing up, and and you get yeah. Mandy. Now we I mean, don't have angst; we have nihilism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a double feature right there. That's a hell of an October double feature. Now that yeah. I think about it. Did, okay. Mandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, dude. A, it's a great double feature. But my question is, did either of you, when you were growing up, ever like write fan letters to the guy from Anthrax? Do you know what I mean? Like the, the idea <laughs> that he's writing fan letters every day to Sammy Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very interesting. Very it's, it's like that. That it's like an 80s version of that Eminem video. Where we're like, yeah, wow, this is pretty intense, Eminem. <laughs> Like, maybe I don't want to watch that video and then I have Carson Daly like, what's up, dude? Christina Aguilera next. It's like, hey, man, let me process what I just watched. Dear Ragman, I just got your mail. I'm so sorry about the previous correspondence fail. Like, or whatever. Like, just... Yeah, I could totally yeah. see that being the case. Stan and Ragman just fucking racing to the bottom here. I, I could also see that when he's done with the Sammy Kerr letter, he writes a letter to David Lee Roth like, which president do you want me to attempt to assassinate in your name? Do you know what I mean? Like, that just seems like who this kid is. Share the whores or everybody gets it, David Lee Roth. <laughs> I'm really focused on who would be Dido in this scenario. So you get... <laughs> oh, it's Ozzy okay. Osbourne. It's Ozzy's pod... fucking yeah, okay, Ozzy. That's good. Yeah, it's Do we Ozzy. think for an actual second... Speaking of people that have fantasies about other people that don't exist, this this the main lady in this movie, why... It's such a yeah. thing of the 80s where they're just like, they would just toss these like female characters to these monstrous fucking boys because, you know, that's the lens we always watch movies through. What in this movie ever happens where he's like, you know what? I better shape up, man. This girl might like actually touch my weenie. It's, it's so ridiculous. Same, <laughs> it's the same energy as the stepdad that Eddie has in this movie. The fucking. Yeah shrimpy dude the again fucking dude <laughs> stand, up, in, Tommy. <laughs> stand in for charles martin smith who also appears in this movie as the principal who everyone hates like it's just so much charles martin smith just horcruxing himself in characters in this movie it's, it's incredible uh also i just realized something about the old woman that gets ripped out of the tv that's fucking large marge from Peavy's is it Big really Adventure. yeah yeah holy Damn. shit i just realized that that's cool shouts out large marge shouts out and by the way this uh this bully that we've been talking about did anyone else notice that when he's outside eddie by the way mark price the main character ragman's real name is eddie weinbauer when the right. bully is outside yelling weinbauer it sounds so much like he's just yelling white power like go back and listen you can't not hear him just screaming white power over and over yeah again. That's what Which, they used to cheer in Cleveland when Cavs guard Mark Price would drain free throws on the reg. What? No, you, you had to be there. 
I was there. It did not happen. So on this podcast, we've done two things for the very first time. I have Googled the fast way lyrics for stand up, and yeah. uh, Griffey mentioned Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Mark Cavaliers Price. guard Mark Price. Yeah. Shooting guard extraordinaire Mark Price. Definitely did not. The backcourt of him and Craig Elo was really formidable. He was really the second coming of Kurt Rambis. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Price used to swirly a lot of ragmen. I believe that to this day. Uh, yeah, I didn't think we'd get there either. I'm glad we did. This is <laughs> following a Weinberg episode we did on Ravenous where we mentioned Rodney Pete, the famous backup quarterback for the Philadelphia. Well, famous. Dude, yeah. I know the, Rodney the Pete. The backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I worked on a show with Rodney Pete. Get the fuck his, out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You think I'm, Mr. Springs I'm, is not real, but you know Rodney Pete. I worked on a show for own. It was called for Pete's sake. And it was him and Holly Robinson <laughs> and their family. This is breaking my brain. Yeah, no, no. We followed their family around. Like, so he got honored. At I the can't Eagles. smoke before these anymore. I can't remember what season it was, but he got honored at an Eagles preseason game. And we had to go out to, f and he moved his daughter into NYU. So we had to go out. And he got honored for what? Selling the most hot dogs. <laughs> okay. That was okay. When we were on, when we were there, the producers were like, hey, do you guys want to go to the Eagles game? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go to an Eagles game. I'm like, oh, we don't have the tickets. Never mind. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. And, like, and then we were leaving, like, why do you think we didn't get any tickets? I'm like, hey, do you know Google Rodney P right now? Yeah. Rodney P's <laughs> like, I need 55 tickets. And they're I'm like, like, sir, who are you for the last time? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Rodney P's probably most famous for being Jake DeLome's like stepping stone to the like Super Bowl that year. Yeah, yeah. Like, They'll be at will call for you under the name Mr. Springs. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, that's probably <laughs> as good of a wrap-up as we'll get. Brian, thank you for the time, man. You're always incredible to have on the show. You're one of our favorite people. You know that. Thank you. I'm just really glad we got on that Rodney Pete tangent. Otherwise, the last thing I would have said on the show was white power. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that that worked out. Right. Griffey will find a way to fit it in. It's all good. <laughs> we'll use AI to t make it Alex's voice. <laughs> sure. Okay. We'll, we'll get Airbud 13. will be a young Alex Dandino <laughs> grappling with race politics <laughs> in a basketball arena. <laughs> the next Air Bud movie. Write a movie about. No, don't do it. The next, the next Airbud movie is just a very large microwave box in which they bury Airbud because dogs <laughs> don't live that Fuck, long. dude. You know what's funny? Now that I'm thinking Not back that. to baseball Airbud. When he raises his little paw up to catch baseballs, mm -hmm. it looks like he'd be cheering for Mark Price. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, he's way. not a German shepherd, but I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> that shit spreads, dude. That bad energy spread. <laughs> also, it would be Air Bud, H-E-R-R. -R. <laughs> Air Bud. Air Bud. Air Bud. We're, we're literally not going to do better than that. That's it. Thank you, Brian. Go check Brian. out Junk Food Cinema. <laughs> and maybe Trick or Treat, which we kind of talked about. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>